Hello, and welcome to the Snoop Boops. I'm Bixby the Dumbass Skunk. And I'm Dakota, the 14-year-old loser who sounds five years younger than they actually are. And as a quick side note, I feel it's important to add this to the intro. We're going to talk about suicide and self-harm, so if you're triggered by that, maybe don't listen to this one. And this is a little different from that. This isn't triggered, but we're going to be spoiling some video games as well. Okay, let's start with um, our review on Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. The new FNAF game came out recently, and I bought it. Took three days to download due to my Wi-Fi not working, but after that long wait, we finally it finally downloaded. This FNAF game was made by the same people who made FNAF VR. Hopefully they won't be giving money to Scott. I don't want my money going to Scott. I didn't plan to play the game, and the only things I've heard is about how your money still goes to Scott and everyone simping over Rock there. So I can't really comment on it, but let's see what Bixby has to say. My money still goes to Scott. Shit. Uh, well, whatever. First things first, Gregory, the main character. He's a 12-year-old, I think, and he's trapped within Freddy's Fazbear's Pizzeria. Um, is it a pizzeria? I'm writing this before I've even played the game. He probably would have played the game by the time we're writing this part if his router didn't have the speed of potato. Okay. Let's start with gameplay and bugs. The gameplay was very good, but yes, it's annoying when you forget something, have to go run all the way back, and they do make it not very obvious where you need to go. I had to look up a lot of walkthroughs so I could figure out what I had to do. You start off with a simple puzzle of going through some vents and letting Freddy out of his room. He probably had some hissy teenager fit. There are a few parts of this game where you play classic FNAF that stressed me out. The game isn't really scary, it's more stressful, the jump scares aren't that good. Especially because when you're getting caught by a security guard, it just does a jump scare, just which basically prepares you for another one. And you can almost always tell when you're about to get jump scared. The only parts of the game that are scary are the parts with complete silence. Nothing chasing you, they're just unsettling. I honestly don't know how I feel about the gameplay as a whole, given that, well, I didn't actually play the game. Well, that's why. I did play the game for a second, but I uninstalled it because my computer can't seem to run it. But from what I saw in a couple calls with Bixby, it seems pretty interesting. One thing I thought was kind of weird is that some of the bots would jump scare you to recharge your stamina, which I didn't realize those were actually the security bots which alerted the animatronics to where you were. So yeah, what's that? Uh, if I was being chased, I would purposely run into a bot so I could recharge my stamina a bit. Yeah. Yeah, well that would make sense because you're already being chased, so you're not really hurting yourself. Let's go through some let's go through some bugs now. Let's start with the obvious one. Roxy is fucking stupid. When I was on calls with him, I would see him go into one of the strollers and Roxy would open literally every single one except for the one he was actually in. The same thing happened with other hiding spots, so yeah, amazing AI. Yeah. I may simp for Roxanne, but make her smarter. Chica's the only smart one because she knows how to raise a stroller hood. And catch them. Though I duped her each time because I'm a FNAF god. I'd also like to talk about the loading times. 
Yeah, they were pretty long. Sometimes the game would load and it would just be black for a while until everything loaded. Also, this isn't exactly related to the load times, but I kept seeing Bixby get lo get loaded into fucking walls. Yeah, I've seen the same thing happen in other Unreal Engine games, though they just load things in too late, and the game just isn't that well optimized. Um, I feel like if they took more time on the game, there would have been less bugs to deal with. But good luck taking time on the game when fans are excited. Like, really excited, really hyped for the game. So, yeah, you don't really have that option of taking time on the game. Because you have to give your audience a product eventually. And you don't have time to go in and fix every bug that the game has. If you went in depth fixing every single bug the game had in it, it would probably take as long to develop as Duke Nukem Forever. I have no idea if there were any patches were released. Well, that's a lie. There were patches released. Only... So, whatever. We're going by our experiences with the game. Yeah, I'm changing a lot of parts from years. I'd like to say the developers were rushed by fans. In fact, in fact, the game was delayed two times and a third time by a few hours so they yeah. could try and fix every bug they could. Now that's the bugs we've encountered. Let's talk about the story. The game starts with us inside of Freddy because he ate us after he glitched out out on the on stage. We live within him now. By that, I mean Boar. Freddy shits us out and has us crawl through the vents to let him out. We first come across Roxy complimenting herself in the mirror like my sister does all day long. Your performance was perfect tonight. Thank you. Your hair is beautiful. Your tail is beautiful. Everyone was watching you. Everyone loves you. Everyone wants to be you. You are the best. Okay. So then we see Monty just destroying his room while Chica's messing around in the next room. But all these rooms are just places to pass by because we actually need to be in Rockstar Row. We'll walk down the vents later and we know that we have to get a photo pass, which of course we get. And Bixby just being himself biggest horny fuck degenerate in the world. Shut up, shut room. up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It didn't work anyway. But I don't care, that doesn't matter because we're not talking about wanting to fuck the characters in the game. We're talking about the game itself. So we let Freddy out of his room and go into the tunnels that connect the whole building. Freddy tries to take us to a first aid station because he senses that we are broken. This is where we are introduced to Vanessa. Vanessa is the guard trying to hunt you down and has told the other animatronics to find you. And by find, I mean to kill. So Gregory tries to escape the pizza box with the help of Freddy. Freddy isn't like other animatronics. Freddy is good. After we are introduced to Vanessa, we go back inside Freddy to walk through the tunnels, but his battery is low, and since that could cause problems, we have to get out and charge him, which leads to another chase scene. First, we see Monty, who decided that his bedroom wasn't enough. He destroys the gate and starts chasing after us. Then Roxy joins him after banging on a fence, trying to see if we are lost right after we turn in the corner. And it's funny that she thinks that we are lost because she can't even find us 90% of the time. And Chica joins the chase later. We run up the stairs and into the security room, but we think we're gonna play classic FNAF, but instead we just exit out the other door. 
course, we learn about the game's mechanics because, well, you kind of need to know about things to play the game. You have cameras to watch, which you're gonna think since the beginning of FNAF, and are also the cause of my computer crashing 90% of the time. There's also crouching, so you can make yourself small and hide if you can't type positive or slower, and sprinting, because, well, you need to be running. A lot. We seem to be about to leave, because we make it to the infantry, but then the doors close on us just as we are about to make it out, and we need an entry pass to get into the lobby, and this is where the game really begins. The animatronic we have to avoid is Chica. Ch she's smart. Unlike everyone else. Chica Chica's the only animatronic that could pull us out of our hiding places. Our goal is to find Freddy. We find a machine that turns our entry pass into a daycare pass. Freddy tells us to meet him in the daycare. After entering the daycare, we see a sign that says slide into fun. So I do. Here's an audio clip of me going down the slide. Bro, look at this. Mm, slide into in fun. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah. I hope it's with Roxy. <laughs> a ball pit that leads us to a character named Sun, who is also the most annoying daycare alarm ever. He picks us up like I would with my dog and takes us to a play mat. I, I don't know if that's a type one. And tells us to follow the rules keeping lights on, which given the circumstances, who would want to break that rule? Anyway, to use toys to make a distraction, head security, desk, grab secure turn, and then the lights go up. Sun says this after the lights go up. No! Why would you do that? Lights on! Lights on! I warned you! I warned you! We then go possibly the easiest section in the game of finding five generators inside of this McDonald's play place. I only died due to getting lost and wanting to start over so I just killed myself. And this one time where the game bugged out and Moon teleported behind me and got stuck in the geometry so I had to kill myself to fix the game. After beating this part we go to the daycare exit, but instead of exiting ourselves we are grabbed by Sun. And, are th and we're thrown out. Not only that, but all three animatronics come after us, Chica, Monty, and Roxy. We quickly go inside Freddy's mouth, though. Kinda odd how the animatronic didn't notice that Freddy just bored us. We then leave the daycare, entering a restart recharge station to make Freddy's battery charge again. I'm my brain. Anyway, we see a bunny hopping across the screen while inside the charging station. Freddy, however, didn't see it, saying the following. He wasn't talking about the bunny we just saw who is named Vanny, he was talking about Bonnie. If we go to the Bonnie bowling stage, we get this dialogue from Freddy. It's, sad, it's very sad when you think about it, in both storyline and for players, as Bonnie has been a character since FNAF 1. 
Okay, after that, we get a new security pass, which lets us enter an elevator to get to the ATM. That doesn't have power. And we get jump scared by Mapbot, which is weird because even if you spoke to helpers, I think it's weird some of the helper characters jump scare you, but that's irrelevant. After we get there, we have two options. We can either go deal with Roxy in the East Arcade or go deal with Cheek on the Pizza Diner. Diner. It's the first time Bixby chose East Arcade because, well, he's a synth. I had no struggle with this part because Roxy is fucking dumb. And like, really dumb. I can get into a hiding spot right in front of her and she would get bamboozled. Anyway, we get into a security office and guess what? We actually get to play classic FNAF. I actually died a few times here because I was never good at playing the original FNAF games. But I figured it out. After this, we go into a gift shop where Monty and Roxy are patrolling. We make our way to a fire exit thinking we escape, but nope, it's blocked off. We are then tasked to return to Freddy, and we make our way to the elevator getting jump scared by Matt. Then he is pushed aside by Vanessa, and we get the white woman jump scare. We hear Vanessa scold us because, well, you're an unattended child in an arcade, pizza plex rather, at, in the middle of the night, but then your video transmission is interrupted by Vanny, who says this. Are you having fun yet? We have to escape, of course. I don't know how that wasn't already obvious. We open a vent with a screwdriver, did I say open it? Sorry, I meant turn off its collision. Then we have to go to Roxy Raceway to find 30 and then we, yeah, he doesn't look that great. So of course we have to fix him, and to do that we have to go through the storage room where Roxy is patrolling. After that, we go through a small hallway, where if we are caught by a security, security bot, Roxy will chase us. Like earlier, but with Roxy this time. And since there isn't really anywhere to run to, it's harder to avoid that happening. We get to the end and get a backstage pass, which lets us into the room where it looks like the employees control the show. So, here's the part where the voice actor for Freddy mentioned the hit game Among Us on Twitter. We have to use electric shit to keep him animatronics away from boring us or some shit. While at the same time, we have to let Freddy through some doors that are locked. He then rips the vent even though he's not supposed to have power, and then he takes us to the atrium, tasking us to start a f the future hologram things to take us to par parts and service. So we make our way to the third balcony and put a CD into the player, starting up the show and playing everyone's favorite song. We then make our way back to Freddy and go down the elevator to parts and services. Then, the moon dude starts chasing us again, so we hide in a recharge station without Freddy. Freddy dies and Moon drags him into parts and services to be tortured by Vanessa. After that, we go into the hallway where we get scared again by Mapbot. We get a map because, well, it's kind of his job and it's for the underground tunnels where endoskeletons are made. We open a door to see one right in front of us, which I'm not gonna lie, is fucking horrifying. But it doesn't really matter since we have to look at them for them to not chase us. I don't know why I said it doesn't matter, it does kind of matter, but what? Which causes them to pile up to a point that's overwhelming. Then we get to a security desk and get a pass to get to the room that Freddy is in. We take him back to his room, he's a breakdown. 
we get to parts and services and see Vanessa talking to Freddy about us. Can we room? Now Freddy's head's attached to him, so we have to stop him. Being a memory came up, which I had to help Fisty out on just one he has a terrible memory, and then the second time I tried to make it so that he fucked him up. After completing this puzzle, we go up to an elevator to Roxy's room, where we learn animatronics show feelings. Roxy is found crying because she isn't able to find us, and she feels like a loser. We think she's narcissistic, but no, she's just depressed and insecure. There are two ways this plays out. You go into her room as the player, she walks out the room and to patrol Rockstar Row. Or we can go in with Freddy and Roxy because if you're after we leave the room. I went with Freddy. We are then tasked to find a party pass in Chica's room, so we crawl through some vents, blah blah blah. We get party pass, and we are given a choice. Monty Golf or Phaser Blast. In other words, kill Monty or kill Chica. You have to choose no matter what. I chose to kill Monty. We go through Monty Golf, get a fucking camera, get a pass to some sort of maze thing. Then we start a boss battle with Monty, killing him and smashing him to the ground and taking his claws. We then go back to Parts and Services and give put the claws on Freddy. Let's talk about the alternative route, Toshika. If we take this route, we go into Phaser Blast to get a gun. We then have to win it and find Vanny's hideout by going through a vent. We get a bowling pass and go to Bonnie Bolt, where we are ambushed by Endos. After that, we go into the basement and see Chica eating trash. We kick her and crush her with a trash compactor. We also take her voice box. We walk through the basement a bit more, and even though we crushed her, she's still alive. And of course, she starts chasing us. We have to turn on three generators. So we do that, then run through a hallway where Vanny starts chasing us. We find us some stairs and get back in the elevator to take us to the East Room. After that, we put Chica's voice box ready. Also, don't fall or else you'll see a shit ton of horrifying things that will kill you. Then I was tasked to do something that broke my heart. Kill Roxy. No. No, my queen. No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wasn't sad because I'm a simp. I was sad because she's the only animatronic besides Freddy. That was given the most emotion out of the others. Go to we go to Rock's Raceway and find the head of a broken staff box. Of course, we have to fix it, so we do that by going to West Arcade. Freddy says this. I step onto the West Arcade dance floor. I cannot stop myself. It is a programming bug. We get down there, we go down the elevator and then search for a repair station, but the security system stops us and we have to flip switches. We flip the first switch and the giant music man disappears. After that, we go inside a bathroom and the music man starts freaking his arm through the door. So we run out the other door and flip the other two switches. After that, we go into a hallway and flip the final switch, which triggers a chase sequence. We start running down the hallway and the music man throws a bunch of trash at us. But we make it to the end, repair the staff bot, grab the security card, and leave the West Arcade.
Now it's time to kill Roxy. We first put the staff bot into the go-kart and crash into Roxy. Take her eyes, now she's blind, but she can still hear us cause dog. You avoid her and once again we are... We avoid her and once we start climbing back up she starts crying. In fact, here's a cut line that can be found in the game files. My face! My face! MY FACE! Roxy's the only animatronic that still shows the motion after we decommission her. Well, Monty's just chilling on the floor in the West Arcade. If we kill Chica, she won't show any emotion, but will just start chasing us again, but without her beak. After we decommission Roxy, we give her eyes to Freddy. We now are tasked to leave the Pizzaplex. It is now 5.55am and Moon is coming to chase us while we run to the entrance. Once we make it, Freddy gives us an option. Leave and never come back because it isn't safe here, or stay and explore. If we stay, we are given another party pass. We can go to Phaser Blast and kill Chico. Or do you We can also find Vanny's hideout, so when we return to the exit, we can try to kill her. If we do so, we can kill Vanny, but Freddy dies in the process. There is another ending where we escape via another door, allowing us to bring Freddy and take him on a joy ride. However, Freddy's battery dies, so we take a car battery and in charge and recharge him with it. So Freddy and Gregory live happily ever after. A different ending is one where we go to the fire escape in the East Arcade. While we move things out of the way, Freddy burns the building down, running upstairs with us to the roof where we see Vanny. Freddy tackles her, causing both of them to fall off the roof and die. We run down the fire escape and remove Vanny's mask to reveal that she was Vanessa, a security guard trying to find us in the beginning. Another ending is where we beat all the princess quests and choose to find Vanny and at the exit of the Pizzaplex. In this ending, Vanessa is no longer infected by her alternative personality, Vanny, and Freddy stays alive. We exit the Pizzaplex and sit down on a cliff and eat ice cream. It would have been better if Roxy would- Bixby, shut the well. fuck up! The bad ending is triggered by leaving the Pizzaplex by default after beating the game for the first time. Gregory runs away, he's homeless now, and Vanny kills him. Now for the true ending. If we go back- If we go back to Roxy Raceway and go into the mines with the fully upgraded Freddy, we trigger a cutscene. We then see the main enemy of the franchise, William Afton. We then start a boss battle where we have to stop William from taking control of Freddy. Not only that, but Roxy comes to try and kill us as it is under Roxy's raceway and it's her territory. Chica also comes to kill us too, but she just leaves pretty quickly. She's easy. Anyways, we dodge Roxy and stop William, who's killed by Funtime Freddy. Hopefully forever. And the game and and the game and the game and the story. Here's our score. Story, 10 out of 10. Gameplay, 8 out of 10. Music, 11 out of 10. It's a it's great. Animation, 9 out of 10. AI, 5 out of 10. Level design, 200 out of 10. Replay value, yes. We do recommend this game. Re recommend. We recommend this game. But before we end this review, let's read some of the Steam reviews. Um. Um. Why? 
Uh, why? Why because, are we here? Yes. Why? Rock. Because, here's one. Because. Posted on December 30th. Roxy can security breach me. <laughs> December 20th. Are, are you sure you didn't write yep. that review? Are you sure you yep, didn't write that Yep, that's not my username. December 21st. Pretty good. Roxy has a fat ass. Call me purple guy because I'm going to put a child in that animatronic. Roxanne. <laughs> January 2nd. Roxy's ass. That's funny. But um, that, that's the only review we have. Um, We would do another one, but we didn't have enough time to beat that because it's for a whole series. That will be in the next episode, though. But We do another... have a movie review. Yeah, a movie review. Um, instead of TikTok or whatever we would be doing otherwise, but whatever. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. I logged into Netflix and saw Peter Rabbit 2 was available, so I forced Dakota to watch it with me against their will. So, I've seen the first one, but I don't actually remember anything from it other than the ending where the rabbits were telling the guy that it was in his heart. Probably because there were a lot of worse things going on in my life. But, that's unrelated. Let's talk. I also recorded the entire thing, so if there are parts I want to, I could show you um, me and Dakota's reaction. In my opinion, some yeah. of the humor was a bit random. I like random humor, but sometimes it's just too random. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of random shit that just happens. And it's great sometimes, but when it's every five seconds, it becomes less random. That just fell. Also, spoiler warning, we're gonna spoil this movie. Anyways, with that said, let's talk about the plot of the movie. I have a lot of text here, so... Yeah, here we go. So after the first movie, B and her husband actually get along well, and this time her husband doesn't want to kill the rabbits. After a while, we get introduced to Nigel, who wants to publish B's book about Peter and the other four rabbits, Benjamin, Flopsy, Moxie, and Cottontail. Now, while that's going on, Peter decides, hmm, you know what would be a good idea? That's right, committing crimes. I mean, I can't blame him since he got quote-unquote caught stealing tomatoes. And by stealing, I mean he was there while the badger was stealing the cocaine. Also, Cottontail discovered cocaine, but whatever, that's not important. We are then introduced to the characters in the game, who are Mittens, Tom Kitten, Samuel Whiskers, Felix DR, Mrs. D Deer. No, but, no, but it's separate, it's separate though. Uh, oh, it's whatever. separated. Miss Mrs. Mrs. Tiggy Wiggle, Gemma. Puddle Duck and Jemima, Jemima Puddle Puddle Duck. I don't know how to pronounce it. And Barnabas. What a name! And Barnabas, who Peter met while running away from a pet shop. There's also the Badger from earlier. Also, I probably fucked it up because Google didn't really help me get the names of the characters. I'm pretty sure you got them right, hopefully. Anyway, this is a kids movie, but I will admit I enjoyed watching it. It made me laugh a few times. Then there's the rest of the plot. The gang tries to hang a pig, which is. Holy shit, in a kid movie, that's really, really difficult. But while that's happening, Nigel is trying to publish B's book. 
but wants to change the ideas and make it weird. Stuff like rabbits in space with jars on their heads. But back to the gang, they're planning a heist at the farmer's market. So they go and, wow, they're fucking killing people. This is brutal. And this is where the two plots intertwine. So after that heist, everyone decided to be a dick and leave Peter's friends to die. Which didn't happen because it's a family film. Instead, most of the animals are kidnapped and taken to a pet store and inevitably adopted. Bill Thomas bribes the pet store owner for the addresses the animals went to and gets them after a couple of tries. Our boy Thomas figures out that Peter can talk because they believed in magic. Magic! It is not actually confirmed how Thomas can hear Peter, but yeah, it happens. They go to B, borrow her car, find the kidnapped animals, and bring them home. They also do they do this so because they do this because it's a kids movie and bad ends aren't allowed to happen. Then they apologized. Q drugged deer. Roll credits. And like in like three end credits scenes. But wait, throughout the entire plot of the movie, Nigel has been writing it. So nice writing on Will and Patrick. Now for the rating. Comedy, eight out of ten, two random adult comedy. 8 out of 10, too random at times. Animation and 3D models, 11 out of 10. They made the models realistic, yet mo- yet make them move still cartoon- in a cartoony feel without ruining the model. Story, 8 out of 10. Story is done in a good way, but the base plot has been done a lot. Mm-hmm. Visuals, 10 out of 10. Yes. Yes! But anyways, though, enough about good games and good movies. There's no more reviews. We, we got, we got, we got water. Um. So yeah, if you, if you were happy, um, that's about to change. So, honestly, we all know how fucking toxic Twitter is. Imagine a Modern Warfare 2 lobby, but less bigoted, less racist, less homophobic, less transphobic, and less a wait, wait. So, in case you didn't know, we're both autistic people, and this is just fucking wrong. A Twitter user who was later suspended posted this shit. It reads, new sexuality, autistic sexual. What is autistic sexual? It's a thing where people are attracted to autistic adults and children. No, I did not misread that. They said adults and children. You know, children. People whose brains aren't fully developed. People who aren't old enough to consent to sex. Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck? But the hashtags. Hashtag autistic sexual. Hashtag LGBTQIA visibility. Hashtag LGBT. Hashtag LGBTQIA. Hashtag zoo positivity. Hashtag autistic positivity. <laughs> First of all, wanting to fuck autistic people doesn't make you LGBT. It's not related to gender in any way, shape, or form. So whether I, I don't know, I have to, whether it be attraction or identity. It's being attracted to a fucking disability. Second of all, zoo. What the fuck does animal rape have to do with having sex with autistic people? First of all, as an autistic person, fuck off. This isn't autistic. This isn't autistic positivity. This is fetishization. I remember a while back, someone RP'd on Twitter as an autism speaks worker. Keep in mind, this was an NSFW RP account. Mm. Yeah, just what the fuck. I'm not a fetish for you to jack off to. I'm a human fucking being. But it gets worse. So we aren't planning to get very political on this podcast. This is an exception. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was finally fucking 
suspended from Twitter. You know, the QAnon Jewish space laser school shootings aren't real, woman. She can't spew her bullshit on Twitter anymore. I have no idea who the fuck that is, but I already hate her. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really have much. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say about her. But um, time for the depressing parts. So this part's really sad and dark and just fucked up and just shows that things can be taken way too far. Also, I said this in the intro, but quick trigger warning here for suicide and self harm of minor. So, on Christmas Eve, out of all days, a Twitter user named Sevlaze was speculated to have killed herself. Now, I cannot prove that she did, but there were photos of her- there were photos posted of her self-harming. Most recent archive of her Twitter was shortly before she did that shit, so I can't technically prove it as a result of criticism and harassment. And this is the part where we seem like shady people. She was a zoophile. And I may be like, oh, why are you defending zoophilia? I'm not. I fucking hate animal fuckers. I'm saying that harassing a 14-year-old to suicide is just a little too far, especially when there's shit like therapy that exists. Age doesn't matter. Even if there are zoophile, you should just recommend therapy. Don't tell people to kill themselves. Yeah, that's that's a general thing. Exactly. But some people do deserve jail. But also, this person was a kid. A child. She was 14. And to add on to that, she was probably a grooming victim, given that zoos and groomers and grooming victims. Well, I, I don't know if I worded that exactly. Zoos overlap with groomers and grooming victims a shit ton, especially after sex. Rest in peace. Welcome to Asshole of the Month. Yeah, this time it's of the month, not of the year. But first, we actually have an update on the Asshole of the Year for last year. She left the internet! Seriously, she made a website where she talked about how Sappho is quote-unquote dead. Not her, but her online presence. <laughs> Due to death threats and harassment. But honestly, and not only will this piss people off, this may a tiny bit contradict earlier. Although I don't really believe that you should get death threats. If you fuck dogs, fake a minor suicide for attention, and groom kids into thinking Zephelia is okay, then you kinda deserve it. I do think death threats go a bit far, but still, this person needs fucking prison. Regardless, we won. Rest in piss, Sappho. 2021 to 2022. Good fucking riddance. According to my sources, she's in an insane asylum. Yeah, that's one thing. But she's still, you know, made that website. But I'm glad she's gone. We just need to get vegan teacher next. Yeah, but that's a subject for a different time. We don't need to talk about the person who threatens people into being vegan. Vaguely threatened. Whatever. On to the actual asshole of the month. So, back in January of last year, a 16-year-old who was driving drunk killed four people after a New Year's party. And since, well, they fucking killed people, they got in jail and memorials were put up for the people who died. Right, are you asking, 2021? What does that have to do with now? You'll see. So, a few weeks ago, someone who went by the name Bobby on Twitter posted a video of just fucking destroying a memorial. They were kicking shit over and stomping on things and it, yeah, it was just bad. Because this was quote-unquote justice for their friend who's in prison because they fucking killed people! Imagine being so fucking empty as a human being to do this. To do this to someone's memorial a year after they died in a fucking car accident caused by your friend. At this point, I barely consider you a fucking idiot. Yeah, and I think it's this. Just think about how much this fucks up your life. You show your face, your full yeah. name, 
and you've completely messed your life up. Everyone knows who you are. I'm pretty sure you broke a law, so you can't have legal action taken against you. Imagine trying to get a job and people find that post you made. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of hard to get a job when people know that you disrespected a memorial for fucking dead people. And think about how much that affects your friend. I'm pretty sure some, some way or how the prisoners inside your friend's prison are going to figure out and possibly take it out on him. Yeah, but whatever. Axe sold the bunch goes to Robbie. And also they were suspended off Twitter if that even helps a tiny bit. With that said, thank you for watching this episode of The Snoop Boops. And we have merch. We are big good podcasters with only fucking 12 listeners. But we got merch, bitches. Wait, we have 12? I didn't know anyone actually listened to this. But anyways, though, yes, he's right. We've got merch. Enjoy our having our dogs on your body. Yeah. That sounded kind of wrong. But it's not just on your body. You can sleep on them. Drink coffee, <laughs> <out. laughs> coffee out of them. And best of all, you can have them on your phone. Unless you're me. Shit. Ah. Dakota has a fucking note nine. I I don't know why we have merch, but we do. <laughs> I just figured out. Oh right, Teespring exists. I was like, all right. Yeah, let's do yeah. It. There's probably there's probably better things that you can spend your money on if you want to buy our shitty. Yeah, you should really just spend your money on our merch. Yeah, just <laughs> whatever, whatever. But that's that's. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Snoop Boops. I'm Bixby. And I'm Dakota. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at the Snoop Boops. We don't have Insta. Fuck you. Fuck you.